Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviana Macias, and I'm joined once again by Maria here. Do you feel like uh, introducing yourself with any kind of thing? Hey, I'm, I'm not Maria, I'm Avi. <laughs> um, but thank you. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, always glad to be here. Uh, hopefully we'll have a good show today another good show <laughs> i have nothing to um to advertise so we we can, we can keep going this week's episode is uh i mean it's not gonna be something that i haven't done before i i've certainly made some videos um that don't focus on specific movies but this is the first time i think in a while that i've done it with um guests instead of just by myself i'll be uh talking about the studio uh well we'll be talking about uh the studio illumination which for those of you who have seen the show who are knowledgeable in animation you'll probably notice that i've yet to do a single movie from this company i've done it for most of the major studios so far like dreamworks uh blue sky you know most of the other like disney competitors i've talked about at least one movie from from them and there's kind of a reason why i haven't talked about illumination and i i, I don't know do you want to maybe say something before i i bring this up the studio is rancid that's all i have to say that's like the the nastier more aggressive version of what i was gonna say but <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> i mean it, it's fine it, i like look i, I don't want to sound like i'm hating on anyone specifically and i do want to make it clear that for the most part, when it comes to animation studios or any kind of filmmaking studios, I do want to support pretty much anyone out there as long as they're actually trying to make movies, um, like, you know, trying to put some heart into their work, even if it's not the greatest thing. Uh, but yeah, with Illumination, it's the closest I've seen in terms of a big budget studio um, that feels like they're kind of out to just make like those kind of bootleg um movies that you see like at your local walmart or target where it's like okay this is clearly not up this is bootleg up and we're just really putting this out just because your parents or your grandparents might not know what the hell they're buying and they'll see something that looks vaguely similar to what they think you like that's kind of what illumination is not entirely i don't want to group them in right there but it's on the verge of it because a lot of their stuff just feels cheap compared to a lot of the competition and it's not because of the, the, the amount of money that they waste, because I know that that is the, the kind of goal that they have as a studio, that they are um, trying to make these things on the cheap, which I can, I can I can respect. I mean, if you want to save money you know, while making movies, that's great. But at the same time, if you're doing it to a point where you're just sacrificing everything else um, and the quality in your movies, it, it just feels lame. Agreed. Like you said, it, it is a... It is better than bootlegged movies, but I don't know, man. I let, let's start with some examples. Uh, what what movie do you want to start with? Okay, so you know, just because um, in case if someone just coming into this without knowing anything uh, that they've done or or just not too deep into this stuff, uh, Illumination is the studio. Uh, it's owned by Universal. Um, they're a French-based studio, which is kind of surprising considering that um, normally when you think of France as a filmmaking place you think of like you know like the art kind of stuff so you know whatever they've made several movies um over the years a lot of them are often hits partially because yes they do they, they don't um have much of a budget to begin with but also because they do make a lot of money um as if they were big budget um movies but they of course got got known through 
uh, The Despicable Me, the first one, which I actually think is a fine movie. And if I ever do anything from them, that's probably that's probably going to be the first one I do, not just because it's the their first movie, but at least it's the one that feels like they put the most effort into. But then you get into stuff like, okay, they made an Easter Bunny movie called Hop, then they made Despicable Me 2, and that's kind of where I feel everything went wrong with them. They've made the spinoff movies Minions. They're coming out with Minions 2 this year. They did the Lorax, uh, Grinch remake, uh, the Secret Life, Life of, of Pets movies. Same. And, yeah, the Sing movies. And they're currently working on doing the Super Mario Bros. movie. But, yeah, it's just a lot of these movies don't um, feel like they have much passion or effort being put into them. Um, like, I've heard different takes on it being like, okay, well, it's because they're cheap, which, again, that doesn't really mean anything because another company like Blue Sky, even though I don't think they have the greatest movies around, well, when they were around since they got shut down, um, they at least made stuff on the cheap that I'm like, okay, look, I'm not too big on movies like um, Ferdinand or um, the, the Will Smith Pigeon movie. But at the very least, I can see like, okay, they at least were trying to make something decent. And in some areas, there actually are pretty good movies. But then you look like this Despicable Me 2, and it just feels like, okay, here's a checklist of stuff that kids like, and we're just kind of repeating that. Seeing both of them, at least from what I've seen, I granted, I'll be, be fair in saying that I haven't seen some of these movies because I've just gotten so tired of this studio that I'm like, I, I don't feel like even bothering when I hear the same exact things like, okay, you know, they have limited locations. A lot of the animation is just kind of being reused. Reused uh, assets and people, maybe and character designs. Unless they're like a major character that's going to yeah. come out, then that's when they put the effort to make them stand out. And even then, not really in some cases, because like I, I know people made a joke about this, but I'm like, no, it, it is kind of um, weird that you see um like in the lorax you have um the, the one star character um and then you you have like the human owner of like the main character from um secret life pets and it's literally just like oh it's the one star but as a woman and with like normal modern day clothes mm-hmm. but it, yeah like it, it extends even to their settings because like one of the things that i remember someone pointing out was that like okay you have and the first despicable me it's like okay outdoors house is like uh like Bruce house is this like haunted kind of halloween looking place like it's very dark and everything inside it's this bright colorful thing and in a way it works for that movie just because it's kind of like okay so it's kind of hinting at even though he wants to be a villain his um inside you know he is a good person so it's like okay that's fine but then you get to like uh secret life pets and you realize like okay even though this is an apartment not a house the way the 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 color the color palette on the whole place the way the setting is set up feels like the same generic kind of house like they just took what was in Gru's house and put it right there and then you get to the um, the grinch remake that they did and it's the same basic idea where it's like you look at the house and it's the same exact color palette as these two other movies. And it's like this normal looking place, even though it's not. And again, maybe that's supposed to be like their attempt at doing the same thing with Gru, but with, with the Grinch that like, Oh, he's not really bad, but I don't know. By that point, it's like, it just feels like you're being lazy. Like I, I, I know people um, are kind of hit or miss with like the, the live action Jim Carrey version, but at the very least you got to admit that it, it was nice to make the cave look like this really trashy place that a Grinch would live in. I mean, he's named the Grinch, so it kind of makes sense that 
his place is not going to be so pretty, even if he is not, you know, the worst guy around. Yeah, because he he's basically making do with what he has in the live action, considering he's an outcast. But then in, in this this freaking animated one, he's like this posh, nasty little thing. I don't even know. This, he's not this... really a Grinch, because because when you look at it, and again, this is one that I I never really um watched from beginning to end. So I'll fine. I'll say that. I don't know whether or not it's actually good or not, but from what I've seen, it's not good because I've seen clips of it. I saw at least the first 10 minutes and, you know, clips, you know, throughout that where it's like, he's not really acting like a Grinch. He's more like a a cynical, snobby person because he's regularly, you know, attending like, you know, the, like the who's like, you know, like the rest of the, the stores and all that, those other places. So it's like, you know, whether it was the original cartoon that they did, the book, or um, the, the live-action movie, it's pretty clear that this guy's an outcast and people don't like him. And doing it this way just makes it feel like, I mean, why is he even there at that point? Exactly. Uh, A lot of the issues from the second one, or sorry, from the animated one, is that they're trying to make it seem like everyone likes him and he's just not getting that, which isn't the point from the, you know... The very first Grinch movie, the the cartoon one, not the 3D one, and you know the live action one, where it's like you know we live. Sorry, this is gonna sound stupid, but we live in a society <laughs> where there's prejudice and shit, and that's what the first two touch upon, but the last one lacks. Yeah, where it's like yo, all these, I don't know, this last Grinch just has a lot of personal issues. And everyone's trying to help them. I don't know. And then there's, you know, think about um, just like the Dr. Seuss stuff. Like they also did the the Lorax. And I I know this is still probably a a hot take, but I would honestly say um, their version of the Lorax is easily the worst Dr. Seuss movie I've ever seen. Like I know people like to um, lump the the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie and that spot, but I'm like, Bad as that was, you have to consider that the cat in the hat is not really a story that was really made for a, a, like a cinematic kind of length. So in a way, it's kind of like, well, yeah, what what did you expect? And there's, you know, granted, I know this is kind of like depending on who you ask, there's at least some amusement at, at the fact that um, Mike Myers clearly didn't want to be there. I mean, it's been mentioned that apparently he was kind of forced into it due to contract reasons. And you know, like the movie is clearly trash. So you can see that like, it's not really comfortable. So there's kind of like a, you know, some fun and unintentionally in that. But with, with like the Lorax, it's like, you're taking the story. And this is a, one of the things where I'm like, yeah, this is where it really shows, you know, the problem with the studio is that you're taking the story that has like this very important message and just screwing it over because you're making it like the most marketable thing around, even though, the, the whole story is against um, this kind of corporate uh, merchandising shit. I mean, they even had ads for this um, for for cars of all things, which I'm like, like pollution, like the kind of stuff that the book clearly says is bad for the, the land. But it's just this really cynical movie where I'm like, why did it even do this one if they weren't going to try to put some actual effort into doing the message, right? Like, you know, again, going with like another... Um, studio like whether it's you know like dreamworks or blue sky which you know blue sky is probably the best one to go with just because uh chris Melodondri, who's um the head of illumination 
used to be involved with that, um, with those that at the very least, even under weaker stuff, um, like with DreamWorks, like I, I wasn't really too big a fan of like Home, uh, over at Blue Sky. Um, I didn't really care much about like Epic or some of the Ice Age sequels. And at least felt like, okay, when they at least tried to sit down to um, make a statement about something important, they would try their best to at least do it. Like even if they didn't really succeed, um, something like Ferdinand at least felt like, okay, they're at least trying to, trying to present this anti-violence message um, with some sincerity. Um, with Lorax, it's just like, okay, well, so you kill the trees and now we're trying to say trees are good, but why exactly are they good? And they do this whole thing where it's like, well, it's because of the oxygen, but then it's like, how are these characters even breathing if you already killed all the trees from that? And I, I don't know. It, it just feels like it's a very cynical and there's no, not really any kind of sincerity in that, which often kills these movies for me. Yeah, I guess it's, they try to fix that by saying that you know big company has air in a jar sorry not not a jar a can yeah so they're basically marketing off of you know something they got rid of to make money off of something that you need the lorax honestly i don't remember much of the movie it was kind of like i watched it and it was whatever but um i remember it just because i I hated that much (laughs) it wasn't memorable i don't know Uh, I guess not everything's bad with Illumination. Not gonna lie, Despicable Me is probably one of their best works. And then Despicable Me 2 was good. I think their downfall was Minions. Because they they were like, yo, people like Minions. Let's fucking do their own little movie. And they also like changed the origin of Minions. Because in the first one, Gru mentions that they're made out of like a failed experiment with like kernel corn and that's hilarious and like he treats them like people and then you get the minions movie and it's like no they've always been there so that's like an attempt at marketing these minions and then we also have you know minions the rise of Gru, which they'll go into more backstory which we don't need yeah um okay just because i don't want uh people um insulting anyone uh in terms of uh, like the origin i'm not because sh- i haven't rewatched it recently but is that actually ever mentioned in the movie because i know it is mentioned like in the background details like w- when it came to like uh in the making of for the movie but it was was it ever actually stated in the movie i don't know i'd probably have to rewatch it okay so then we both <laughs> uh, you know if anyone is gonna kill us at least at the very least we acknowledged it but um, my general thing on that is like, I still would argue that it's just for me too that it's it started on because and like yeah I do remember kind of enjoying it the first time I saw it but it was one of those movies where the more I thought about it the more I I, I disliked it because the more I felt that it was just kind of there wasting time and like one of the big things for for that one is that like okay this is a spy movie so it's like okay you're gonna be doing like this big adventure but then you realize it's all done within a mall and it's kind of like, okay, so it's not really a, much of a spy movie then. Um, Cause it's like, and again, I get that this is done because they want to save money, have less, less sets to deal with and whatnot, but it's like, you know, even again, going over to blue sky, 
you had you know movies that didn't really use much budget even sony actually like with the cloudy with a chance of meatballs movies those weren't um very high budget especially the second one since that's more of an adventure movie and you still had like all these different locations that they go to so there, there's a lot more creativity there than just a mall but um yeah, considering they did Rio and they had like all those locations in Rio. Yeah, and these movies barely ever cracked um, anything over ninety million, from what I remember, mm-hmm. um, in terms of how much it took to make them. But like with with the Spiegel movie, um, going into like with the minions, I'll, I'll actually say that for me at least, surprisingly, the the the, the first minions movie is one of the better um, Illumination movies, but that's not exactly a compliment in terms of it's one of the few where I'm like, okay, at least with this one, they at least do try to take the minions in different locations. And even though it is reconning the whole thing um, with them being like these failed experiments, like um, kettle corn or whatever, I was mostly fine with that just because I was like, okay, if the movie was just a series of shorts where it showed them throughout the history, um, tapping out different villains. I kind of would have preferred that as a movie than having it stop in the 60s and then showcasing um, these new characters, which, to be fair, and I'll get into this more in a bit as to why it's kind of a double-edged sword, um, but I do like some of the characters that they meet throughout the movie. Like, um, there's, like, Michael Keaton shows up with with um, his family well, pretty much he's saying like this evil villain with a family who's going to like this convention for evil um, people. And there's like Sandra Bullock with her um, like husband um, and they're like a, an evil um, couple. So it's kind of like, I, I do like those characters. They're actually fun ideas. But the problem is that they also don't really utilize them all that well. Like that, that was also my problem with the second movie. Um, they have this really great villain called El Macho who's like the like the manliest the man owner. yeah like he's like the manliest man Spoilers. around like he faked his death saying like oh yeah um uh he jumped into a volcano that was active with like a nuke uh while riding a shark and i'm like okay this is funny stuff but you don't know do much with him because like when he's the restaurant owner you don't really see much until like at the very end when it's revealed that oh yeah he was all li- alive all along grew figured this out right away and we've kind of been um walking around it without doing much with it and it's still like you're not really doing much that was crazy like earlier when we saw him rob like an armored truck uh, using his bare fist or drinking um alcohol made out of like a cobra's venom or whatever so i'm like i don't know it feels like they they don't often utilize even their good ideas when they have them uh, like with the whole minion thing with the with it being short stories I think it would that would have been a better thing but even then they kind of chickened out and I, I get why but at the same time how great would it have been to have actually seen minions in Nazi Germany <laughs> <laughs> like just imagine if the minions were the ones who accidentally killed Hitler because that's like the whole joke at the start of the movie that they accidentally kill all their evil leaders so like just imagine if if like it's like that whole thing with like um you know Hitler you know taking like cyanide pill but instead he was gonna eat like a banana or something and one of the minions just took it and replaced it with a cyanide pill <laughs> i don't know i think that would have been funnier but you know i don't know it's just the laziness and then of course 
they do have some good ideas in there. It's just that I never feel like they take advantage of it. And that's kind of lame because it's like, okay, I want to see those ideas that you have and just fully explore it. Just try to do something with it. Don't limit yourself based on, well, we got to save some money. So let's not have too many sets or too many action pieces or whatever with these characters. Just like, you know, and then over-focusing it on the Dominions because since they're the same basic character model, even if they change, you know, some of them having like, you know, extra eyes or less eyes or whatever. Different um, color eyes. Exactly. Like, you know, and weights. Which I imagine is probably why the Dominions movie actually lets them go to different locations because they're already saving so much money um just repeating this one character model i don't know it just feels lame like even like the the upcoming minions movie which as as of this time uh, this recording it's not out um i'm not sure it'll be if it'll be out by the time this goes up on online but with that one i'm like i'm looking at it like okay the villains that are showcasing are pretty creative because you got like okay here's like a 70s black exploitation kind of um female action hero uh, you got this nun and the bad guy team. So it's like, I do like these ideas for, for villains, but I, I don't know why. And, and I know, okay, look, I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like they're probably going to, once again, just squander whatever interesting ideas they have there. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm going to get circles at this point, but it, that that's my general thing. They ha- do have some interesting ideas and they never take full advantage of them. Yeah, other good ideas just end up being a flashback or a montage. Yeah. Like, it's a shame. Like that third um Despicable Me movie, which to be fair, that one I haven't watched from beginning to end, but I did watch bits of it. Um, because they, they would have it on at work all um, you know, from time to time. So it, it's something that I'm like, okay, I, I've got an, at least a good enough idea. And I'm like, again, there's there's like a great villain voiced by one of the creators of South Park. And they're like, he's like some former child star from the 80s. And he's like, all of his tools are 80s based. Um, like even his design is like, oh yeah, he's got like the like the shoulder pads, the the MC Hammer pants and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is all really great. And Isn't then I- not just like a same era as the original villain, the guy with the bowl cut and the tracksuit, but this guy's- well, this one actually emphasized on it though, because that guy, um, I guess the look of it was was like that, but like but it didn't his, really touch on the era. Yeah, and the, his tools weren't really based on it because this guy, like literally, like even the tools that he would use, like he had like a like a bomb based off of like the Rubik's cube. Because even though they're, they're still a thing now, they're they were really popular during the eighties. So I don't, I don't know. My my general thing is like even with that, like it, it is a fun idea, and from what I remember seeing. It was still kind of like okay, we're gonna leave it behind for like this whole story with Gru and his um his good twin brother. or evil twin or I don't know what the hell it was supposed to be, but I, I don't know. I just don't give a shit about that. And look at that; that's already like a good chunk of Illuminations output. You know, other than that, you got the Secret Life of Pets, which <laughs> you know, the first one I'll, I'll say is the one that pretty much really killed me. It killed um the studio for me uh, i don't know if you you ever had one of these movies where it was like okay i'm i'm done with the studio i think it was minions for me okay yeah like, and then secret life of pets came out and my siblings wanted to watch it 
and we were just like this this movie fucking sucks <laughs> like obviously everybody loves dogs yeah. that's a good selling point everybody loves dogs everybody loves thinking about oh what's our dog doing while we're home and then this movie kind of like they have like a cool interesting montage at the beginning giving us what we want which is dogs and what they're doing and then the rest of the movie is just like oh let's introduce all these characters that we're not going to touch upon there's too many characters on screen the whole time there's going to be you know the the little the little character with the big attitude which is i don't know i've never liked that i've never liked that um what do you call it is it a motif yeah motif yeah i don't know it it just there fuck this movie that's all that's all i have to say this they just it was very ambitious they did well in the beginning and that's probably the only part of the movie people remember because it's what they wanted and then the rest of the movie was just wishy-washy too many characters um really bad humor yeah and too much too many too many bad jokes i don't know yeah i mean for me like okay you know even by that point i was already kind of getting tired of the studio but that to me was pretty much like the death knell in terms of by that point uh nothing i've you know since that one um have i ever watched actually from beginning to end like everything else i've only watched in parts or have just completely avoided it if i'm completely honest um because i was just like okay it's the same exact problems that i've had with with the other movies even if i thought parts of it were fine um with the other movies with this one i I really just did not care for a lot of it um and it's just a prime example of how lazy it all is because it's like okay um, from the get-go, the premise is, is pretty much Toy Story, but with animals. Like, what, what do animals do, specifically pets, when people aren't around? So it's like, okay, whatever, we, we got another Toy Story up in here. Yeah, um, they even have, like, the all the outside, the outside, um, the outsider coming in to this group of friends, and the leader not liking that, because it's overstepping his bounds and his, whatever he's comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Just it's, story. It's, and I'm like, okay, like, and it's true, like, what, what you said, I could start with the montage, like, that's actually really interesting and really cute just to see these animals just go about their daily lives, um, acting kind of animal-like, but at the same time, because there's no people around, they're maybe taking advantage of little other things, like, uh, like, here's a little bird um, watching, like, Top Gun or whatever, and pretending to be one of the fighter jets, you know, these animals throwing, like, little animal house parties or whatever, like, it, it is... You know cute and you know it's interesting but it, it gets worse for me just because once you get to the rest of the story it's like okay so then you have this really long montage that in no way services the rest of the story so now the one good thing you had going for it is kind of ruined in a way that way by the end of the movie they kind of repeat that but instead like it's like the closing version of that and again it's nice but by that point i'm just feeling like okay can you please hurry this up just so it can go home already and again it's like you have some interesting characters here and there that I'm like in a better movie and, and something where they might put more effort effort to they could um at least expand on it because there's like at some point a hawk voiced by um Albert Brooks who you know most people know as um uh, Nemo's dad on Finding Nemo 
And it's like, okay, so now you got this Hawk character who's going to help them out, you know, find find the main character. But once he's introduced, it's just kind of there for like a few jokes, but he doesn't really add much to the story to, to the point that it's like, why was he even added in? There's like a Kevin Hart rabbit um, character who... I like, hate. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll say this much. I don't hate Kevin Hart. Um, I think, you know, some of his stuff is good. Some of his stuff is not so good. And to be fair, like, not, not so much in terms of the idea of like oh this bunny character um well like the, the, like what we were saying with the whole little character being you know loud and obnoxious but like the just that general concept of this character where it's like oh it's this um pet rabbit who i guess was dumped by their former owner wanted to get revenge on humans i'm like okay that's a, actually a, a pretty interesting and fun idea that you could explore upon but they don't really take advantage of it and by that point i'm just like I don't know why, why was there that even there? Like it, most of the time, the movie is just having them chase after the after the main characters, and I, I I'm just like, wouldn't it be better to actually try to explore upon that story, or maybe he tries to come up with like some kind of animal uprising? I mean, it'd be a bit out there, but at least it'd feel like you were actually doing something with that storyline. But yeah, I I just did not care for it, and in all honesty, most of the movie is just them kind of wasting time. Because, and, and this is like the, the, the moment where I was just like, yeah, this is just horrible. When this came out um, on home video, we actually had it playing at work for like a good month or two. My condolences. And because there was, <laughs> thank you. There was um, two TVs um, playing movies. One was that and the other one would be, would actually rotate a bit. Um, I know it was like Finding um, Dory even the emoji movie at some point um, played against it. I no, actually, you know what? Uh, at that point, no, this played longer than than a couple of months. It actually played for almost a year. Now that I think about it, because yeah, the emoji movie actually played a bit against it, but other movies as well. Even stuff that I I don't really like, but I'm like, you know, what's the difference between those movies to this movie? Every time I walk by the Secret Life of Pets on TV, I noticed that none of the stories seem to have moved or, or along and it's not that we were repeating the same scene it was like literally playing the whole movie but when it came to like whether it was finding dory the emoji movie or i, I think at one point there was maybe like the uh sherlock gnomes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay without even having seen well sherlock gnomes that was the only one that i have never seen but the other two at least but without even paying that much attention i would notice those movies have already moved along with the story. Like you actually see different settings and different portions of the story. With Secret Life Pets, where it was ten minutes in or tw- uh, forty minutes in, it was always feeling like okay, here's animals just fucking around, and the main characters are lost. But no real progression, like in terms of had had the characters changed at all, has the setting changed at all, nothing to a point that I'm like, this is all very static. It's very much just in that small area and it kind of trick you into thinking that it's like this big adventure by having the characters constantly fuck around and throw jokes so that you think that something's happening when in reality nothing is happening Mm -hmm. so it was at that moment where i'm like this is honestly my breaking point with this company like i you know i felt it before but this is the moment where i'm like i'm done I, i i'm not gonna bother really looking at their movies, you know, from beginning to end, um, bothering to seek them out. 
unless I hear something that really suggests a change within what they're doing because it's just full-on laziness. Like, again, I know that people often say, like, the Emoji movie is, it was horrible, which, yeah, it's fine, it, it was. But at the very least with that movie, I'm like, I feel like they at least tried to tell a story because whether, you know, whether or not it's bad and it's definitely bad, it's at least like, okay, I'm seeing them hop from different locations and there is actual character development, even though it's not good. But there's story beats too. There's at least some effort. And, you know, even though I'm not a big fan of the, the animation in that movie, at the very least, even from a visual standpoint, it's like, okay, they're at least trying to make something creative out of like, you know, Spotify or whatever apps that they jump into, even if it's not exactly great versus the Secret Life of Pets, where it's all like visually, it's just a town, apartments, and that's well, it. The dogs like, have the same eyeballs. They all have that weird, tiny little lip looking thing. They all have human teeth. Dogs look hideous in this movie. The only dog like feature is like the fur, the ears. They like shrunk the legs, I guess. But yeah. these, these, I fucking hate these dog designs the only animal that stands out is the hawk and the bunny because they they don't have the same eyes as the rest of the cast yeah it's like they at least try to make him something different because even the cat in this movie kind of looks like no different than the dog is just that instead of having the droopy ears they just gave him like the little well gave her like the little pointy ears exactly she's got the same eyeballs and lips and that's it and again like that kind of stuff wouldn't um hurt the movie too much if it was at least telling a better story but it's not so but we're talking about illumination they all look like this they all have the same eyes they all have the same teeth the grinch has these teeth and the lips and these eyes and it's like come on guys like just we get you're a studio and you want to have like a signature look but it's not this don't make it this because this is disgusting Look what you did to these cute little dogs. I, I don't know. Like, of course, after that, you would have movies like Sing. Which, which have the same eyes and lips and eyes. I, I've never actually watched From Beginning to End. Because, like I said, by Secret Life of Pets, I was just done. Um, <laughs> but with that one, it's like, okay, nothing I've heard is all that appealing. Most of what I'm seeing is just like the same generic um, stuff. The only thing that is kind of charming and even then not really is just like the trailers are pretty much built were pretty much built on um different characters singing different songs that you uh, recognize from the radio so it's like okay that's kind of i mean it's not great but it's you know something kind of different but it's nothing that really hooked me in and from what i'm told nothing really um changed i mean secret life of pets too i saw parts of it uh mostly because uh, my sister had to pretty much um, look into it um, before working at um, Universal because I guess there was questions around it. I don't know. You know, there's like that Universal ride that they have, which, by the way, fuck that Universal ride. I mean, this is a small aside. I know it's technically not Illumination's fault, but I, I don't know. Have you ever been to, to the, that ride in Universal? No. Okay, so I'll tell you this much. Neither have I, but it's not because I have not tried it because I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll give it a shot because, you know, there's some movies that have that are shitty but have good rides and, you know, whatever. I'm going to have my fun. It turns out that I am too big for this ride. Oh, no. Because when I tried getting on the seat, 
Um, like I put the latch bar down, and I guess like the the green light that it had wasn't going. So I was like, okay, whatever. You know, this is not an intense ride from what I've heard. It's just like a little dark ride. I'm just gonna be seeing locations. But um, pretty much the workers came over, stopped, uh, stopped it, and were like, yeah, you can't get on this ride because it's apparently too big for you. Which I'm like, I, I'm uh, too big for it, and I'm like, look. I'm not. St- I get it. I'm not the skinniest guy around, but at the same time, it's like how how small of a ride can this be if if I can't fit into it? But anyways. I guess they just expect that only kids to ride it. Apparently, it's kids and adults. This is actually a problem with um Universal as a whole. Actually, I mean, I was able to get onto the Harry Potter ride um a couple of years back before COVID, but I guess now I I am too big for it um now too. Are you kidding me? For reals? Yeah. What the fuck? And I'm like, look, again, I know I'm not the skinniest guy around, but I'm like, it's not, I don't think I've gained that much of a difference from like a year before COVID to, you know, now, but whatever point is that that's, that was kind of lame. But anyways, um, with Stricken Life Pets too, um, I know that one is more episodic um, in terms of its story. So at the very least, from what I saw that that was kind of an improvement in terms of like oh okay at the very least i know that some story is happening but that's only because they have like three or four different storylines going on at the same time but even then it's not a very interesting thing like you got kevin hart as super bunny or whatever trying to solve some problem the main character's off in a farm and some other bullshit about one of the dogs trying to be a cat and i don't know was, i don't know it wasn't really all that great i mean the only thing that was kind of funny to me from what i saw was just that for anyone who you know, as aware of the stuff, the main character of the original, we couldn't come back for the second one because the, the main character was voiced by um by a comedian uh, named Louis C.K. who was uh basically got got a, a lot of sexual harassment allegations. Apparently, he would masturbate in front of you know certain women or whatever. Oh shit! Um, so they couldn't back, get him back because there was like, look, we don't want this controversial figure here. So they got Peyton Oswald um, here, you know, the guy who voiced um, Remy and Ratatouille. And it's kind of funny because one, they don't sound alike. And two, a lot of the, the humor that the, the character had from the first movie was kind of based around Lucy K's style. So now you got this character who's based around Patton Oswald's style. And it's like, this character was not based around that. It's It'd be like if you took um, uh, out of like the genie from... Aladdin, I don't know, maybe had like in the sequel, they, they had like Chris Rock doing the voice and doing his kind of impersonation. <laughs> it's like this is not the person. We're talking about um the the fucking animated genie, right? Yeah. The one based off of um, Ron Williams. Yeah. Isn't that what they basically did with the live action? It's just Will Smith trying to do Robin Williams? I mean, see, with that, at, at the very least, you, you get the idea that uh, this is supposed to be, like, a completely different version. I mean, like, imagine if they did a continuation of it, but can it be, like, Chris Rock doing Chris Rock stuff oh instead of God. doing Robin Williams, even trying to do like, Robin Williams? Because I know they did have, like, the animated genie, like, in the TV show, where it was voiced by someone else because they couldn't get Robin Williams for that. And even though that guy completely bombed it, um, which it wasn't really his fault. I mean, he was kind of put in a in a box where he kind of has to pretend to be Robin Williams, um, but doing it poorly. Mm-hmm. What I'm describing is more like imagine if the genie just decided to stop acting like Robin Williams and started acting like Chris Rock just because Chris Rock was voicing him. I see that. 
But yeah, you got that. This were only three, like I said, I just did not care for it from what I saw. They recently did sing to didn't bother watching it and I have no re- interest in watching it, which one of the weirdest things for me was that that trailer completely um, spoiled itself because by the end they're like, oh, because then like in the early trailers, like, oh, there's this legendary singer well, who's a lion played by ba- Bono of all people. Oh my God. Yeah. With the gruffy ass voice. And it's like, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to come back? Uh, and then the trailer started showing like, oh yeah, he comes back on stage. So it's like, well, you kind of told me what happens in the movie, so thank you for that. And then the Minions uh, movie that's coming out this year is doing the exact same thing because it's like, okay, so Gru is up against these other evil villains because I guess he wanted to join their group, but then he um, screws up something, steals something from them um, just to kind of prove his worth. And now the trailers are showcasing like, oh yeah, the, the Minions from the first um, Minions movie are prominent in this one, so that's why it's called Minions instead of Discovery Me um, baby years or some shit <laughs> and, um, it's showcasing them turning into different animals to fight um the villains who turn into like these dragons ogres and shit and it's just like um okay so you're just telling me exactly what happens what happens at the end of the movie thank you for that i mean not that i was really that excited but like it, it has it become that cynical for for these people that they're like, look, we we know we're gonna make money regardless of whether or not we tell you exactly what happens at the end of the movie. I I don't know, and it's sometimes I do have to wonder whether or not it's even the head of the studio or or, or what exactly it is because technically speaking, DreamWorks is now also being run by uh, Universal and they do have Chris Melodondri also overseeing DreamWorks and stuff. But I'm like, okay, granted, I know we're still kind of fresh into that era. They they have um. You know, like the recent DreamWorks films uh, from Patrick Trainer Dragon 3 you know, to, till now has all been from this company. So it's, I mean, well, at least under his leadership, not really an Illumination, but the same guy who's running Illumination is running this, uh, DreamWorks now. And I'm like, okay, well, at least with them, even if they've had some misses recently, like, like that Spirit movie that came out last year, at the very least, I feel like they still are putting more effort into their stuff than Illumination. Like, you know, I recently saw The Bad Guys and that was a really good movie. It was really fun. So again, I don't know what exactly is causing the problem with this studio. I mean, my only guess was maybe it's because they don't have um, a lot of different people working on this stuff because I know most of the directors have been the same from the beginning. Like, that's only really changing with their next movie, which is the Martyr Brothers movie. They actually got the guys from Two Titans Go to direct it, which I know people hate them. I don't give a shit. I love Two Titans Go. So at the very least, that is currently my only hope for the studio right now, that they finally got different people to direct one of their movies soon. And more importantly, that since it's a Nintendo made movie i kind of feel like nintendo is kind of gonna be gonna be strict on them on it so they they're kind of kind of have to make it at least decent i i, I don't know I, I don't know i, I at least I, I feel like i'm at least trying to be hopeful for this studio just because i don't really like being down on them for, for all this shit even though it, they fucking suck i don't know but this studio seems to work cheap you know, work fast and at least, I don't know. I think a lot of their, the rendering in their movies looks great. Like the, the lighting, the textures and stuff like that. And that's probably what attracted Nintendo for that Mario movie and the fact that they work cheap. So it's probably all like a financial, you know, 
they're driven financially. Yeah. And I don't I don't think this movie is gonna make it. It it's writing on your nostalgia, and that's probably why people are gonna go watch it. And it's probably yeah. gonna look great, but I mean by the list of this movies and the way it the majority of these movies are written. It's it's got a lot going against it. I mean, yeah. that that's the other thing. I I do acknowledge that like there's very little actually going for it, um, and I do acknowledge part of it is just nostalgia because I'm like, look, I I don't want to see a bad Mario Bros. movie. I know we already have the live action one, but at least with that one, there was kind of an interesting idea there. Is that it really shouldn't have been Super Mario Bros. because it's exactly pretty much not. <laughs> Like, yeah. if that movie was named anything else, it probably would be known as, like, an 80s classic right now. Like, not really one of the best movies, but, well, not in the 80s. It's actually from the 90s. But point being is that it would be remembered as someone, like, like a co-classic, like something that got popular over time, even if it wasn't that, you know, well-known at the time. Mm-hmm. But at least with the Mario thing, I, like, the only thing that, again, is giving me hope is that Nintendo is a very picky company, so they might be able to do something, especially considering that, you know, this is the first time they're actually reaching out to another studio to do one of their things since the original Mario Bros. movie. Like, apparently they were so picky about it um, that, like, back in the early 2000s, there was actually plans for a Metroid movie being done by the guy who... um, The director's name is John Woo. He's known for, like, a lot of action movies. Like, Mm -hmm. he, he did Face Off that apparently just fell apart because of certain reasons um so i'm like i'm hoping that maybe it's actually good but i I acknowledge that it's got a lot going against it i mean the only other things that have given me some hope is again it's got directors that are different from the studio and directors that at least i don't care if other people don't like i i do like to work on two titans go um and at the very least i um think like okay well there's been leaks from like supposed test screenings of this movie. Um, people have been kind of parroting the same thing. So it, it kind of seems likely where the animation is at least um, more akin to like a Sony animated movie than a Illumination mm-hmm. movie. Um, and apparently they do restrain themselves from doing like some of the usual stuff that you see in these kinds of movies. Like apparently they, there's no fart jokes. The characters for the most part yeah. <laughs> are not acting like stupid versions of themselves like they are kind of silly because they got you know certain actors in those roles but they're they're not like okay we're, we're gonna turn the goombas into like the minions or whatever because that's the other thing with elimination is that a lot of their movies if you really look at it have like minion like characters all around like the lorax had like the the bears and the the fish and whatnot acting like the minions um one of their earlier movies had um hop had like little baby easter chicks acting like the minions so it's kind of like okay if they're avoiding these things i'm hoping they're at least trying with this one like even if it's just okay that's at least a big positive step forward if they can keep at it but yeah there's there's so much more like i i know people laugh when they reveal the cast for the mario movie and we're like oh yeah this is why it's gonna be bad but i'm like no if this movie is bad it's because of the studio that's behind it like the cast for the most part i think are fine except for like chris pratt is like the only one that i think is weird in, in that because i don't see him as mario but at the very least i'm like okay jack black um uh 
you know, like all the other people that they got. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see like Seth Rogen. I know people find, uh, you know, to be a weird choice, but I'm like, Seth Rogen is kind of like a fun, easygoing guy, like in a lot of his movies, which is kind of like Donkey Kong's personality, especially in his games. So I think it's fine as long as you don't, you know, force in the Seth Rogen laugh. I but, think uh, that that's the selling point. They, you need a Seth Rogen laugh in the movie. Otherwise, it's not going to... I mean, it'd be funny if they just save it for, like, the very end. Like, okay, we went through the whole movie without it. And then, like, Mario says, like, the end. And then he's like, (laughs) So, I I don't know. From that perspective, I'm like, okay, I actually don't have a problem with the cast. And I'll say that is one of the very few areas that I'll give some props to Illumination is that I think their cast are usually fine. I I don't... um, I know a lot of people hate the whole celebrity voice acting thing. I, I don't really have a problem with it as, as long as they put in some effort. Because, like, whether our, you know, people's thoughts on, like, The Grinch, This People Me, or whatever, I'm like, okay, I like Steve Carell as Gru. He's doing a voice. He's not just being Steve Carell. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was The Grinch in The Grinch, and, you know, I think he did a great job. I, I don't really care for that voice, for that version of the character, but I think as you know like a voice performance it's fine with what he's given um Matthew McConaughey is like the little koala character from Sing and I'm like again if you look at the trailers it's like it doesn't sound like Matthew McConaughey just being Matthew McConaughey it sounds like Matthew McConaughey doing a character so I appreciate that kind of effort so on that that's like one of the very few things that I give him props for is that they do tend to get celebrities who at least try to do voices for these characters, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all good, dude. I'm kind of wondering why they didn't go back to, what was that studio? Legendary Entertainment? Because I think they they produced, you know, one of Nintendo's other IPs, you know, Pokemon. They did uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Oh. No, 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 they did the first one. They did the first one. And then they also worked on Detective Pikachu. And those two were really high-grossing movies. And really good movies in general. And so so the fact that they went back to Illumination for this new Mario movie, it's kind of like... I mean, it's weird until you realize that the Pokemon Company actually... Like, they're owned by Nintendo, but not entirely. That's why they're able to get away with that. Because with with the Pokemon Company, they don't really follow Nintendo's rules. Like, Like, Nintendo does have a majority stake, which is, of course, why the games are exclusive to them. Um, but yeah, like Nintendo doesn't really have much of a say in terms of like, okay, this is what you guys are doing. So that's why they're able to go off in some directions while Nintendo is going with a completely different direction. I I don't know how much of it is true, but apparently, um, prior to, um, going with Universal, there actually was plans for them to go with someone else, which they were actually going to go with Disney because um, a lot of this hinged on like the whole theme park and you know you got your Disneyland but I guess Universal was the one that impressed them more with it just because um, of how Hogwarts turned out so I, I don't know man. in the end we'll never know that's uh, the way the cookie crumbles fucking walk your crock eh? mm. <laughs> but um, I don't know I, I guess to basically sum it up I don't hate Illumination, but I kind of hate them in that 
I want them to actually do better. I, I, you know, I normally want more studios to do better. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm, you know, worshiping this one specific studio. Like, I do like seeing competition. I do like seeing, you know, people making these movies, you know, put out stuff that you know, works. And look, even if it doesn't work, at the very least, I prefer when, you know, daddies, you know, are, it's clear that it's like a, a specific person's, like, you know, a, like vision or like at least you know, people trying to make something because it's better to see something that, that doesn't turn out so good, that at least has some effort versus something that is just made for, for like cash that isn't good. Um, as of this moment, I really don't have much hope. I, I do hope at the very least that Nintendo maybe straightens them out a bit just because I feel like there, there's probably more guidelines that they have to follow with that. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just... I don't know. I like at the end of the day, that's the main reason why I've been avoiding doing the specific studio for any other movies, just because I I don't know if it'll be worth it to even talk about them. If it, most of them, I'll probably walk away disliking, and for the set exact same reasons, because there's a difference between you know complaining about one movie and then finding like this specific reason is what's wrong with it, and then finding another movie where it's like okay, that's what's wrong with it. Like if I were you know comparing it like to something like DreamWorks. If I, you know, talk trash about like uh, Shrek the Third, um, the complaints I have there won't be the same as the complaints I'll have for something like Home. So at the very least, even if I'm talking about movies I don't like, I'll be able to talk about stuff that, you know, feels different. And if I'm just repeating myself with Illumination with their movies, then I, I don't really feel like that's worth even discussing. Yeah, especially since a lot of the issues with the movies are the same. Yeah. And like you said, when you look at other studios, it's like, you know, it's a hit or miss. But at least you can point out the hit, the misses and they learn from that. And a lot of the times we get some good movies out of that. But Illumination is just like, you know, we make these movies cheap. We're not here, you know, for a, an amazing epic story or character development we're not here for memorable stories we're here to have you know an ip of something that sells and just ring it until it's dry yeah and obviously they're gonna make more money than what they put into it considering how cheaply these movies are made yeah I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to this? I kind of feel like I've already been through the whole thing. Um, I guess as you mentioned, like I, I don't. There's some movies that I did like, just Despicable Me, because you know, there's a story behind it. But like, it just degraded. Well, the the other movies just like degraded over time, and it it's unfortunate. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, um, Illumination. I, I've never had anything good to say about you. So, I don't know. Again, I don't want to hate you guys at, at Illumination. I have no disrespect for, you know, the actual people working there. And I know you're probably trying something, but I, I wish that would actually come through on your work. Um, so in that regard, it's like the work you produce is lacking um i don't hate hate you guys for it or anything but i, I do wish um something would change so that 
it wouldn't feel like I'm, you know, being negative on uh, on you guys specifically. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I, I can really say on that. Um, so I just want to say thank you for listening on this. That was my co-host uh, for this week, um, Addie or Maria or whatever she wants to call herself right now. Never gonna know. Next week I might be something else. Yeah, yeah, probably Bob. So our minions. Wait, isn't there a minion named Bob? Yeah. It all comes full circle. I'll be Bob next week. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can see him crying in the club. Um. Anyways, and of course I'm your host, Doctor Vanna Macias. I just hope you keep on listening, and you come back next week for. Whatever I end up doing, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll do an anime or something, or we could just watch cats someday. Someday. <laughs> this is the second video in a row that I'm ending with someone um, bringing up cats. So please, cats, cats you later. Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in the coming future.